0: You know what people often think, because I'm I'm a massive exhibitionist, an extrovert, and people think because you're displaying everything outwardly that there's something insincere about it, or that maybe there's, there's some sort of masquerade or some sort of fakeness, but it's not, it's just... The way some people are. Right. It's a funny thing because people... I remember someone saying to me, you're an attention seeker. Right. And me being very uncomfortable with that. And then trying to actively not seek attention every time I was in a social situation. And I still do that now. I try and kind of spurn it or if there's right. too much conversation going my way, I'll be conscious that I'm probably hogging the limelight and want to want to spurn it or share it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Deflect it from right. me. Right,
1: right, right. And then
0: it's like starting doing stand-up, I think it was, or just, you know, a revelation in your late 20s. I suddenly thought, well, hang on a minute. No, this is... Attention Seeker, yeah, fair enough. I'm an extrovert. This is the way I behave. I'm partial to a bit of attention. This is how I am.
1: Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. Today we're getting better acquainted with Siobhan. Hello, Siobhan. Hello. And Hello. Even even more awkward than normal because yeah, of the fact that yeah. I asked you how to say your name before yes. we started. But well, at least you knew it. Yeah. <laughs> well that's true. That's true. But yeah, I mean it's 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 one of those names that that, mm. that in some ways has made me feel better about my mispronunciation of names on stage. Yes. Uh, because I, I always get people's name from and I do this mm. thing where I I focus on the I, I, I go I get up on stage I'm like yeah. I've got the right name in my head and then yeah. as soon as I go to say it
0: whoosh, something else comes out. The,
1: no, I, I go I go oh I always get this wrong. So I swap it ah. and I always like second guess myself and then I'm always you know so I yeah. always do it wrong um, ah. and it makes me worried sometimes that I you know because it's a sensitive thing people's mm. names yes it is particularly yes. you know across different ethnicities right mm. so I worry about being you know is this my white privilege that fucks up my ability to say names good point your name is one of the ones that makes me yeah. go maybe not <laughs> <laughs> yes. so yeah I, I, I also mess up Irish names and yes yeah, Scottish yeah. names well that
0: could it. be your English privilege though right English it, it could be Irish are still underdogs in many ways
1: right that that is well incredibly <laughs> Historically. massively yeah. true and I, I you know I've, I've got Irish members of my family, so yes. I, I, I'm aware of those issues. So you're as well. still being oppressive? I am. Not really, not
0: really. I don't feel It's very oppressed. hard not to
1: be oppressive if you're it English. Is. It is. I mean, it's and, like, and male. Right, right. Mm, Your yeah, sense exactly. of entitlement
0: just takes over.
1: It, and, it does a bit, yeah. if I'm not careful. We'll see how it goes in this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, the first question that I ask everybody <laughs> is how do you know me?
0: Uh, well, how do I know Dave Pickering? We met at Kunth. See you next Ooh. Thursday. Charlie Harrison's gig in Soho. In Soho, on the... I remember the date because I'm weird. Uh, I It was, what was it? 6th of September, 2013. Okay. Something like that. I mean, I, I don't remember. It was brilliant. I remember I remember dates. I'm really strange. We did the gig in the Royal George. It was fantastic. I had a good gig. I was really happy with it. And then afterwards, Charlie said, let's all go out drinking. Right, that's right. And me and you followed the crowd. Tried to go
1: out drinking with the, with the in crowd. With
0: the in crowd, but we got lost. Right, this is true. <laughs> and we ended up in a drag bar. Right. And I was determined that we drink whiskey. Whiskey. That's right. So we drank whiskey which an cost an us an about 12 pounds. Yeah, 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 it was brilliant, but I really I really liked
1: it. Yeah, I mean that was the funny thing it was what the reason we missed where we were going to was yeah. because we got into a big conversation. Yes. Um we had. and because yes. we'd got into that big conversation, yep. you know, we weren't paying proper we weren't attention. Paying attention. And then yep. know, yeah then we were cut off and we we, we tried a, f- a few different alternatives like yes. really walking around sort of Soho yeah. uh with our phones trying to find yeah, the, the place it they could were going be. to. And then gave up then gave and up. had a conversation Yes. and just enjoyed that. And, and a whiskey. It was whiskey. a good one, yeah. Mm. And, yeah. And very kind of you to buy that whiskey. I think you bought
0: it. Did you not buy the whiskey? Did I buy the whiskey? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. You did? Oh,
0: wow, that is really generous. I was about to thank you for buying it. No, 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 so it wasn't me. I don't remember buying it. I think it was a double, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it, it was. Cracking. Yeah.
0: It was a drag bar. And it, was it was good
1: whiskey, isn't well. it? was
0: very good whiskey. I mean, it was bloody <laughs> expensive. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: it didn't you justify its. No,
0: it didn't. It didn't. But the drag show was just great. Mm. And the fact that we were just having a normal conversation um right. with drag show going on, like, was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um I remember I seem to remember I don't know if it was a competition or a showcase, but they were all absolutely it was, brilliant. Yeah, they were talented.
1: It was quite a it was quite a raucous kind of like everybody was yes. sort of it felt a bit like it was like a had an open micy element that people were yeah. getting up and doing turns, which yes. which was nice. Yes. It's nice to be that there's some kind of exciting thing happening sort of exactly. on the periphery, but you're not quite in it. But yeah, it's exactly. Around you. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And the funny thing about that that meeting, is, I guess, is mm. what we were talking about is I do a show called Stand Up Tragedy, yeah. and you're a comedian, and we yes. were sort of talking about. Uh, I'd seen you do your comedy and yeah. I'd, I'd enjoyed it. And I was talking to you about um, if, if you'd be interested in doing my night and talking yeah. about what my night was about. Mm. And you sort of realised you had something that you did want to share. Yeah, at stand-up yeah. tragedy, But at the same time, you, you'd not sort of thought about sharing it as yeah. much until that minute. So it was kind yeah. of a complicated moment, I guess, for you.
0: Yes, it was. I mean, that, t- that 2013 was still very much a fuzzy year for me. Because I lost my dad end of october two thousand and twelve right. um, and i hadn't really i hadn 't really got into comedy that much by that point i'd started it January two thousand and twelve and I was doing it my aim was to start it as a hobby and do it once a fortnight, obviously, I did it more than that, but by October, by the time I lost him um i 'd done about thirty two gigs wow um so and then I stopped for two months, took two months out then two thousand and thirteen January, I came back into it. And I got really into it. I don't know if I was kind of trying to distract myself or, or whatever, but I, I got I got really into it. And I did, was doing about two or three shows a week, which is nothing compared to other comedians. I know there's many that do it five times a week, but for me, that's fine. Right, I, I and need you've time got a
1: day to, job too. Yeah, you.
0: and I need time to scratch my ass and, you know, be a human being. <laughs> right, to come up with this,
1: jokes. It's quite yeah, jokes. handy to have time to think. Oh, yeah. That's people, the thing all of yeah. us, like people in the creative... Uh, industries, mm. I think that's one of our problems is we get so busy. Exactly. When do we make the stuff?
0: Exactly. Um, when do we yeah. come up with the
1: ideas? You need boredom time a little bit. You do. To kind of come up with interesting ideas. You do, you do, And if yes. you're not bored, it's hard to find. Then it's
0: hard to find, yes, exactly. <laughs> so I was um, fairly, going at it fairly hard 2013. Mm. And then when I met you, I was sort of, it was a great gig and I was in an okay place, but it was coming up to the one year mark. So I was still a bit funky. Right. Everything was still a bit blurry and fuzzy yeah um cause it was all so sudden it totally you know destroyed us really as a family we're well, not dis- sorry it didn't destroy us but it fucked us up right it. am i allowed to swear yeah is?
1: yeah oh, you are. love swearing <laughs> so
0: yeah when i met you i sort of i thought about it but the idea of doing it made me feel weird um and i'll be honest it still made me feel weird even mm. when i did it yeah, and actually it hard, doing it was weird
1: right it was a hard night for you it I was think, uh, personally yeah. and it was complicated as well um mm. I think because your your well, then fiance, yeah. but now 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 husband. Yes, uh, yes. Was, two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, he was sort of <laughs> desperately trying to get there to see your see you do the do your yes. piece and and understandably. Well, yeah, yeah he but was under, late. right, exactly, and understandably, <laughs> you had a lot invested in in what yes. you were going to talk about because yeah. you sort of made this. You you were trying to make a piece that sort of mm. bridged comedy and. And talking about this serious subject of yeah. your father passing away and its re- yeah. relationship to you. And then there yeah. was also a song element, it, yeah, which I really was. enjoyed. I mean, I thought it was a really oh. good good, good idea um, yeah, for, yeah, sure. for how to communicate what you were wanting to talk about. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it was it, tricky yeah. for you, though, wasn't it? Was it
0: was hard, yeah, it was. I felt weird about it. I did feel weird about it. Yeah, because as a comedian,
1: yeah. you, you're, you're looking for the laugh as well. So mm, that's a hard yeah. thing to come into. Like, mm. comedians often, even when they're not doing as... as, um, as rarer topic yeah um can uh can be a bit surprised by the way that a stand-up tragedy room feels mm. i think after you've done it the first time i feel like a comedian yeah. doesn't expect the laughs in the same places i mean yeah. not to say that sometimes comedy mm. sets don't get a laugh a, a minute at stand-up yeah. tragedy they do because sometimes mm. people do straight up comedy, comedy. sets yeah but yeah. people like they're a bit slower mm. waiting for the cues because mm. they because they like shall I settle into the rhythm of this comedy set or is it going to suddenly hurt me? (laughs) And so they're a bit cautious, which is Mm. not not meaning they're not enjoying what's going on, which is interesting. But from your side, you were sort of talking publicly about something that you hadn't talked about, I guess. Yeah. Uh. Why did you decide to do that?
0: Um, because you asked me <laughs> right?
1: I mean I, I do kind that of, kind of thing too I'm not saying yeah. you're weird for it but I mean you know yeah yeah well,
0: you asked me and I thought it might be I, I, I remember you, you it was in January I think or yeah. was it October, I November. It,
1: yeah, I can't remember when. But... You
0: approached me with dates. Right, that's right. And I said, I'm a bit fu- I'm still fucked up now. That was probably November time, I think. Yeah. November, actually, no, November, I did a big memorial concert for my dad with my family. So right. that was one hurdle that we had, to, we had to get past. And it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And that was one kind of celebration and one kind Of grief milestone, as it were, and
1: that was all your family um, together then,
0: yeah, yeah, because we're a musical family. Uh-huh. Uh My dad was a guitarist, um, I was a singer. We, me and him, would, we would play in pubs from the age of 14, right? Um, it was not, well, I was 14, not him, yeah. <laughs> that'd be weird. <laughs> i wouldn't have been around um right. i think he was playing in pubs at 14 but somewhere in somerset and i wouldn't have obviously been there
1: right um, so he was musical yeah
0: yeah a brilliant guitarist right. and i um, mean never never professionally we never did it professionally we just did it we just did it around pubs uh weddings we used to run an open mic night uh, called busk factor in south london in putney and then we did that once a month and that's kind of what got me into comedy because I would enjoy, I would MC. Right. Um, and I would give out party bags to all the performers. And I would give out crayons and Play-Doh and paper to all the audience. Because I'm, I'm quite eccentric and I like spreading eccentric joy, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So we'd do that. And that was like an event we ran. Uh, which is funny because I know we're on the variety show. And that's very busk factor elements of that. that really right. feeds into that. Uh, sorry, I'm going off on tangent. no, I tangents. No, tangents are what conversations are built on. Oh, I get fine. so excited, but like, I kind of go off. No, it's in different fine. Directions, it's good, and I forget what I was saying.
1: Well, what, you're, <laughs> what you were saying, you, what you were doing is you were giving some like kind of context for why your family did this memorial. Conference. Oh yes. together. Like, yeah, it was yeah, a kind yeah. of t- together performance. So obviously, you, mm. you and your you grew up like making music with your dad, yeah, and that's. i yeah. clearly... brother-in-law who's right. a brilliant,
0: brilliant singer and songwriter, and my twin sister as well. Right. Who plays on piano, and an old neighbor who plays drums. Um, and we've had a string of bassists. We had about twenty different bassists. At the moment, it's like a guy called Rev Pete, who was the who was we, we played at my wedding. We got together. We did the the evening entertainment in the wedding, and the Reverend was the bassist.
1: That's right. You were you were your own. Entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, entertainment. I, I noticed that on Facebook <laughs> and I thought that's cool. Because
0: yeah, we're musical. Yeah. Uh, music is just what, what we've done and it's a way of expressing ourselves. So I think we had that concert that was something we, we did um, and we set up a trust in my dad's name at my old school, All Hallows School in Aldershot. Um, and it was a trust fund where money is given to various students to learn music. Students who maybe come from hard up backgrounds nice. or have difficulties and wouldn't be able to afford. To have like parents fund them who are doing music lessons, so it's right. just a way of spreading music. So we we set that up, and then after that, 2014, I think you gave me those dates. There we go. I remember. Sorry, this is the first question. This is you how, asked it me. Don't this don't how it goes. This is how it goes. We get back. There okay, because I could go off on one. Like, or I'm we don't, excitable. and it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. You go in whichever way. Yeah. But I remember you gave you me those dates and there were different themes. It was January, February, March. And March was heroes. Mm. And I said, heroes? Well, your father's like a hero. Yeah, that's so right. So I said, right, uh, March. And also I thought, I figured I'd be less fucked up by March.
1: Right. So thought that could
0: be a bit of time to just be a bit less but Predicting
1: up. when you're going to be less fucked up is really, <laughs> really hard. I've definitely done that in my life and yeah. I've never been very good at working no. it out.
0: Yeah, but actually, <laughs> no, I was still quite fucked up, but right. I did it. You did. Yeah. And and I I am mean, glad I did it. It did feel weird. I'm not going to say it was yes massively re- relieving because I don't know if it was actually.
1: No, I don't think it always is. No. I've definitely done stories on stage that have been about hard things to talk about that yeah. I haven't necessarily finished and gone. Oh, I've had catharsis. Yeah.
0: No, um, no. I've
1: some I mean actually when you know when I did Tragic Christmas mm. uh the Stories I was telling then and the other stories mm. as well, the whole experience of going through all of the darkest stuff about Christmas yeah. that I've experienced mm. sent me into a, like a real spin of depression, I think right. like for, for wow. a couple of months. But yeah. I think that when I came out of that, mm. I benefited from that experience, mm. even if in the moment it wasn't cathartic at all. Yeah. In the yeah, long yeah, yeah. term, it was. But I don't even mm. think that's true for everything. It may no. have just been insignificant in your grieving process. I don't know. Um, I who don't knows? Know.
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's just time anyway. I mean, I, I do feel like a more balanced individual now. Right. Um,
1: I mean, you've just that's... got you've just got married. Yeah. Um. So you've yes. you've had sort of very positive. Narrative of the last year, I guess, yeah. which is nice yeah. to to sort of replace a a, 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 a period mm. of time when the narrative was the other kind of yeah, uh, yeah. celebration, which is important. Yeah, but absolutely. But different.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And you know, it's more, and I, I thought I was going to have a calm down after the wedding, right. and I haven't had that yet. Uh, I'm I'm waiting for it, especially because obviously I got engaged within the throes of grief, in like 2013, right. when everything was so fuzzy. And it was, and, but then this kind of the wedding came as a nice focus, something I could put my attention to that was positive, something for the whole family to focus on that was right. positive. And I did think oh, when that's gone, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really difficult. I'm going to experience a slump. Also, my mum's going to be moving house as well. So that's that's difficult. But actually, it's OK. I feel OK.
1: Good. I'm yes. really pleased.
0: Yeah, I don't. It's always
1: I... nice when people are having a good time and well, are in a good so. place. Yes. I like it.
0: <laughs> I mean, it could. You know, you never know. You can't, like you say, you can't predict when you're going to be fucked up, yeah, or, or how, <laughs> yeah, or when it's going to come back. But I, I, I feel okay. I think, I think that's just time, isn't it? You just, you get balanced, you sort stuff out, and you, you learn to, you learn to live with stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, definitely. Mm. I mean, and it's, I mean, and, and these are like, and grief is something that's going to happen to everybody. and yeah. Death is something yeah. that we're always going to have to deal with at certain yeah. points. I mean, my father is currently 91
0: 91 right wow.
1: so That's amazing but, but so all my life I've uh, mm. expected him to die anytime
0: right because uh,
1: yes. I mean he had a heart attack in bed with me when I was six mm. uh, or in the same you know he wasn't in the bed I don't think anyway it's complicated I woke yeah. up in the morning to discover he'd had a heart attack oh, right. um and then he had a heart bypass quadruple heart yeah. bypass when I was 15 so right. I've, I've expected him to to go any minute but he oh hasn't my god
0: but he hasn't wow um, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: but but when he's 91 now so yeah. I, that that it's it's it's
0: 91. i'm i'm lucky
1: i'm lucky to have had him this long Yeah. but it's it's you yeah. know it's it's definitely going to be something i'm going to have to deal with yeah, at some yeah, point yeah you can't avoid relatively it relatively yeah. soon mm. and i mean i guess i've got a lot of very positive memories of my dad yeah, and all yeah, of these yeah. sorts of things mm. that i'm that i'm afraid you know to deal with but it's great yeah. that it's great to hear that People who've had close relationships with their parents who passed away can get to a a better place after a while. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, mean, hopefully, I'll do that.
0: (laughs) But it hasn't happened yet. You know, your father's alive. No,
1: this is what I'm like. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Yeah.
0: Gosh, no, you just you have to. I think because I mean, I've also realised, and I think doing the stand-up tragedy made made me realise this. And this is what's kind of quite hard and callous about it: is you did it, and you kind of expect to be like embraced afterwards. You know, like how you get in, in grief. And no one's going to embrace you. You, You're on it's kind of cold. You're just doing it, right? And it's quite a big room as well, so you actually can't see everyone's reactions. Um, I mean, I wonder, stand-up tragedy is probably very different when you do it in an intimate space. Yeah, Um, yeah, 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 definitely. But I remember sort of feeling strange afterwards, feeling like, oh, not everyone's coming up to me and hugging me, which is wrong for me to expect that. Why should they?
1: Right, right. And actually, loads of people have gone through stuff. You were kind of conditioned to to feel that, though, anyway, to a certain extent, right? Yeah, Because that's what happens to you, like quite regularly. Like a lot of your, like a lot of the the actual mm. piece you did at Stand Up Tragedy was kind of about that that mm. awkwardness of how do people talk to you yeah, once you yeah, yeah. experience grief. And, and mm. like you know, it was very, you know, funny on those on those yeah. lines.
0: Yeah, See, and I feel get, like, kind of another reason I felt weird about it was I felt guilty making comedy about it. Right. I did, because I mean, it's, it's like, why, this is something it? that's really... Heart-wrenching. Why, how can I be making light of this? And I and I haven't really gone near it again. I, I've I've maybe referenced it once when I've been MCing, and it's right. just come out as an ad lib yeah, yeah. with a room that's you know my audience. I've been with them all night, mm. and then I'm comfortable with it. But I haven't I haven't broached it otherwise. And and I I, I might I yeah. might. You know, sure. Yeah, I might still, but it has to be done sensitively. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't want the, if the audience take it and use it the wrong way, then that's going well, to feel is a bit violating.
1: The, right, that's yeah. always the fear when doing stuff about your life. I yeah. mean, and and I guess that's why. Yeah, I mean, that's I try, I try to create safe spaces for that sort mm. of thing to happen. Yeah. But but they, they they definitely aren't a mainstream mm. comedy night. No. Uh, like no. an open mic night. Uh, would not be necessarily the place that I would ever choose to no, to go no. near near that stuff. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. I mean, and I mean, I guess comedians have this complicated thing of, of it's you know mm. one of the things that you guys do is is draw on your life. Yes. Uh, yes. And and I'm in the same position as a true storyteller. Mm. I draw on my life all the time, and then it's yeah. like, how much is how much is. How how true am I being? Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Am I creating
1: a false kind of idea of my of who I am? Right.
0: And finding your voice. Right. I haven't found my voice.
1: Right. I don't know. You've got quite a distinct. You've got some distinctive stuff about what you do, though. So I think if if you if you don't feel that you've found your voice, who am I to say you have? But I feel like you've got. I I what I like you know you've got a you've Mm. got a distinct you've got a calling card. Feel to you, like you know what you, right. you know you know what you're gonna get. After really, because you your... I
0: keep changing. I mean, when I started doing stand up in January 2012, I, I dressed as a bear. Right. Uh, and then I would be like, well, I'm gonna be bear this week. I'm gonna be human that week. Yeah. And then I thought, right, let's stop being a bear. Let's be a human. <laughs> Um, and then occasionally, like last year, I, I just messed around quite a bit. The one time I was a mermaid. Right. Um, my variety shows kind of encouraged me to to do that as well, to do more costume stuff, to be a Jedi, yeah. and and i am and even dressed as a giant inflatable penis. Right.
1: Which is tremendous. So fun. you don't feel that this makes you sound like you you know you you've got a kind of voice. I don't know. Well, no, cause I mean, I kind just because your your voice is that you dress up in uh, unusual in costumes. <laughs> costumes doesn't mean it's not a distinctive kind of. Uh... Thing that you're saying, or there's a I kind of sort of silliness. There's a silliness, you're doing. but the weird
0: thing is, when I'm booked for a gig, yeah. I will try and do it as me. So I'll try and be a human. So I'm still trying to work my human set. And then someone will say, oh, like a, a dirty dicks, Alfie, dirty dicks, going come and do this cross-dressing night, and I'll be like, brilliant. So I'll write a set as a man. Then I'll see there's someone's birthday gig. It's like, oh, let's dress as a penis, brilliant. <laughs> then I see I've got a variety show, and I create stuff for that theme. But weirdly, that stuff is not what I'm doing when I get booked. So I think people are getting the idea that I'm kind of cabaret and variety and I actually don't have any material that's cabaret and variety. Right. Just okay. So, stuff. so it's about how to make the one-off stuff into a set or or, or a how to variety. integrate
1: those two different yeah. sides of you. But then I think that when you're you, that, that when you're you on stage, yeah. like when, when I've seen you do stand up as You've you. You've seen me as
0: human. Yeah. Um, I human mean, dude.
1: yeah. I mean, you see you and you, 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 you generally, like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen you mm. and not you haven't done a, a joke that's involved uh flash, flashing the audience yeah um but, I'm
0: struggling with that which yes. i feel
1: like that kind of is part of this kind of silly like yes. dressing up performative like okay. nature of, of what you do and and you know so I guess the other question yeah. that I ask everybody is, "What do you do now?" And because I'm going to kind of mm. come to that now, because one of the things you do is you're a sign language interpreter. right? That's right. Yes. And you bring that that into your set, so yes, there's a physical nature to what you yeah. do on, on yeah. stage.
0: Visual, yeah. right? Visual, which means right. that I keep signing now because I can't help it because I'm bilingual. Yeah, I've been signing since I was 17, and I'm obviously signing now and using my hands, and we're on radio, so that's not. But that's okay.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's silly. well you can do you can do that. I mean you know, people who can sign and can, can, can basically speak two languages at the same time yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time if they wanted to. Yes, um, I mean, although it would be a bit exhausting. It is
0: exhausting because I do it a lot. <laughs> right. And it's not, it's actually not the same language really because um, I'm going oh, to start going off on one about Don't sign worry, language that's now. do But good. you know, there's British Sign Language yep. and English and British Sign Language has its own grammar and linguistic system totally different to English. Mm-hmm. So when you're signing and speaking at the same time, which I'm now doing to show you, um, you're not following BSL structure. You're actually following English structure. Right. So what you're doing is you're using signs in an English
1: So you're way. translating? So it's...
0: Well, no, no, not really. Are you not? Not really. You're... Because translating, to interpret, is to take one source language and culture and put it totally into that other source language and culture, which means it's not literal. Right. You're taking the meaning... The,
1: yeah, the and sense making of it. it make sense, okay. Taking okay. The sense okay. and
0: making it make sense in that other language right. okay. and culture... Yeah. So when when you do when you're signing and talking at the same time, that's called SSE, Sign Supported English. Uh, so that's kind of a whole other thing, and it's it's not really BSL, it's not really sign language. Okay, but that's what I do. I do a lot because I have a lot of deaf friends and hearing friends, and right. when they're together,
1: it's just easier. Well, I mean, yeah, no, absolutely, mm. and I and I get that, and that I mean, yeah. And, and that's some really interesting uh, clarifications mm. and stuff. I, I learned a bit of sign language when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, but I quickly forgot it like I've forgotten any language. I can say my name is David and I can do some swear yeah. words. Oh, right.
0: you can do some swear words. Because my
1: mum worked for Sense, which oh, is uh, a charity, charity. that is yeah. about, right, um, for deafblind people. Mm. And so specifically when I was growing up, she was working with people with Usher syndrome. Oh, and yeah, I was going, like, camping with all of these people with Usher syndrome, cool. doing these sponsored activities and stuff to try and yeah. make, make money so uh for the charity not for myself yeah. <laughs> uh so I came into contact with with kind of deaf people and deaf mm, culture mm. I guess uh at that time and yeah through my mum and then my my brother's wife's parents are deaf oh, so okay. uh there's I've, I've, nice. I've, you know I can I've communicated with deaf people quite a lot but yeah, but yeah. but like like a like someone who is mm. a man in English with all the privilege I've, I've been able to, to communicate with using my without learning anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know how how, how surprising. Um, you, how did you get into sign language? I'm sort of almost yeah, signing you actually, with my you're, actually careful. you're doing gesture. the sign for bollocks, there. Right, that's um, true. Yeah, you have sort of weighty hands. Right. Well, anyway. <laughs> wow, that's
0: what that says about your bollocks. <laughs> hey, getting better acquainted. Right. Uh, how did I get into sign language? Yeah. I was 17 years old, and I had a part-time job in Guildford working with children with disabilities. It was a charity called Disability Challenges, and I I would do that every Saturday. I was a play and I would see children with a variety of disabilities, Down Syndrome, Autism. I'd see them using basic sign, and I heard there was a course going at Guildford College, Level 1 British Sign Language course. So I just said to my parents, can I do that? Can I do that course? And uh, they very kindly said yes. So I did that in my second year of college, a sixth form college. So I'd, I'd learnt BSL and that, that was the same time I was choosing my university options. And initially I was like, I want to be an actress. And I chose all these drama courses. I wanted to go to drama school. And I wasn't having much luck because, as you know, drama school is really hard to get into. Yeah. And ridiculously kind of shallow really well which... anyway
1: they're kind of like you some most of the people who get accepted they want to yeah. have had life experience beforehand exactly. so it's quite 18. a hard thing to get from 18 yeah, you have to is. have a really convincing complicated some... backstory mm. in your life that can Absolutely. convince them that you got some yeah some emotion, beef and I didn't some, emotion, some Stanislavski, and, some Stanislavski.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was a middle class girl from sorry right. I had exactly. really nothing to offer them right so I, I wasn't having much luck there And then my mum said, look, you're bright, you've got good A-levels, try and change your options to a university course. So I found this course at Reading, which was Theatre Arts Education and Deaf Studies. And I thought, oh, wicked, let's do that. So I did that. And that's when I met deaf people, made a lot of deaf friends, started mixing with the deaf community. And I've been signing since then, really
1: right and 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 it is i mean one of the things that people who are hearing mm. um this um yeah. so we, we we won't be speaking to very many of the deaf, deaf community yeah, unless close. it's being transcribed I guess, Yeah, which i i guess i should do to make it more accessible but oh, uh, i haven't got <laughs> probably <laughs> you won't. Haven't got the time um now. <laughs> but but yeah, one of the things that people won't won't necessarily realise mm. is that it's culture. It's a kind of like yeah. it's a completely rich culture of like with, with 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 you know with with lots of complicated politics in, yes, like, within absolutely. that culture and things like yeah. that that yeah. people won't realise they sort of won't know that yeah it's kind of like almost a secret culture within the culture because nobody yeah. like nobody knows what's going on in that culture yeah. apart from the deaf community really yeah I mean.
0: yeah and it is and it is a community and yeah. it is. Uh, there's different strands, right? but the, the deaf community that I mix with right. would be deaf with a big D, meaning that they use sign language, that they're kind of proud to be deaf, and they've got quite a strong deaf identity. And they, they, they that's the camp where they want to be considered as a linguistic and cultural minority rather than as a disability. Right. So when you get things posted on Facebook like, woman hears for the first time or woman becomes hearing right. you know that, that video of the co- woman getting her cochlear implant turned on right. and there's suddenly lots of hearing people are posting this and sharing this going wow it's magic she's been cured right. that's actually quite offensive to a lot of deaf people right and, and it's something, you know, I cringe at it myself. It's brilliant for her. Like I've, I've got several friends who have had cochlear implants switched on and they've been able to hear a lot more. And it's been fantastic for them. So I'm not dissing cochlear yeah. implants at all or, you know, the, the way it can enrich people's lives. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. But it, they're not cured. They're not cured. It's just an advanced hearing aid. And and a lot of the way here, the way it's reported in the media often is like, wow, it's a magic wand, they're cured. I mean, on BBC News, the reporters were saying stuff like they were interviewing a deaf person and saying, this lady, we could hear her talking after having a cochlear implant switched on.
1: But she could talk before, (gasps) Of course she could talk before, come on. It's
0: just... No, I recognise how offensive
1: that is. Do yeah, Yeah. but people
0: saying I was being offensive when I people were posting it on my wall, bless them, well-meaning, just going, "Hey, you're involved with deaf people. Look at this! Isn't this amazing?"
1: I mean, I think mm. it's complicated. It it's definitely complicated. a complicated issue because is. there will be different camps within they the deaf will. community, just like mm. there are, you know, in in pretty much all communities Absolutely. that are marginalised. There's people who have different views yeah, about yeah, how yeah. that marginalisation should be approached, you yeah. know, how civil rights should be fought for. Yeah. Like, there's, there's so many different opinions always. Yeah. I can see why people would think it was inspiring i guess that yeah, cochlear yeah. implant process mm. uh, and magical and amazing yeah. and all of the things and that it is that it's are, great yeah exactly yeah. but i can also see why people um, mm. feeling that particularly if they're using inappropriate language when they're doing yes. that is going to offend uh, yeah. people and like for example that's a good example of it isn't it like mm. not a- acknowledging that she had a rich and complicated life where she was talking for years yes. and years and years yeah. before that moment yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that is absolutely Giving a, a, a lie to the world, yeah, it is, right? and so that's yeah. offensive just on a, a yeah. just from a point of view of anyone who wants the truth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it
0: is.
1: And, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no.
0: And when you say stuff like this, people often say, like for example, I know deaf people who have refused cochlear implants uh, because they want to stay profoundly deaf. I know deaf people who've refused to wear hearing aids because they don't want to. They find them uncomfortable. They're quite happy in their identity as a a deaf person who uses sign language, and sign language being their primary language, their first language. Yeah. And they're very comfortable with their role in, their, their identity and their role within the deaf community. And so, that, so, that, so they say no to that. Um, and they want to be considered as a linguistic and cultural minority and not a disability, you know, poor them. And I know hearing people would look at that and go, but hang on a minute, but you want government money from access to work to fund interpreters to help you have a job and you refuse a hearing aid... I can see why it's complicated from a hearing person's perspective because you think, well, hang on a minute, you can't have this help and then say you don't want to be considered as a disability. I don't know, it's difficult because, yes, it's a disability, of course, but it just it's about not being seen that way. That makes sense. No,
1: I mean it does, and I think it's, it, it's it, very
0: hard to articulate. No, it's a, uh, but,
1: well, it, I think it's 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 a, it's a hard uh, area to articulate because mm, the kind of all of the language that we can possibly use is mm, drenched with all of these complicated connotations that yeah, we don't yeah, really yeah. want, yeah. like abled and disabled, exactly those kinds yeah. of words. When we want to actually like diagnosis, all of these things, mm, they, mm. they they separate people into. Us and them, yeah. other and not, and and, and, and normal, mm. um, and and different. and all of mm. those things are, are bullshit. Are particularly, uh, particularly within disability, like yeah. I mean, we we were having a discussion slightly around this on Facebook the other day. Yes, um, uh, but but disability is a, is a really complicated uh, oppression, if you like, or system yeah. T- yeah. to 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 experience because yeah. any of us mm. could at any moment be mm. disabled whatever mm. that word mm. means and I know there's people who don't like the word disabled I think yeah because it's disempowering I mean, isn't it right right mm. right and to differently abled or, di- yeah. or other, or like you know those those kind of words are useful yeah. and I get why they're useful mm. um but this but but because we're so close mm. uh because we are all humans we could all become disabled at any moment yeah I guess that's one reason, though, why this idea of us being separate mm. um, seems so absurd, mm. Um, mm. but it, but it also is very real. Yeah, um, yeah. It's particularly when you're you're deaf or you're blind, and your experience mm. of the world is so different that yeah. it's, it's so hard to communicate between those two those two worlds. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I'd love to know what it's like. I mean, I've, I've, I've you know and and that's one one of the things mm. I've seen is like people with who are deaf and blind going underwater and feeling yeah. sensations in the sound waves that's like yeah. one way that they can feel oh, right. what I'll sound feels like yeah. like we there was a like uh, yeah, that happened mm. when you know sensed it that when I was growing oh, up, okay. and I've sort of been in a swimming bath with sound yeah. waves in it, mm-hmm. and it's it's you know it is mm. it's this thing where. Where, because of all of these issues, because of fear and lack of understanding, and, yeah, and, yeah, and on all sides, it's really hard to. to it's sit really down hard to articulate and, and work out mm. like what's fair for everybody and what's yeah. best and all of these things. But yeah. definitely, listening to people's experience is something that people yes. don't do enough. Yes, and you can facilitate yes. that, I guess.
0: Yeah, I can, and I think what's difficult when I talk about my experience, and I, I really am when I talk about my knowledge of the deaf community. I'm really confident in that. I've been doing it for 14 years. I've got a lot of deaf friends and I'm not making stuff up here. Yeah. So I think last week on that Facebook discussion, I'd said that there tends to be two different ways of describing deaf people. Yeah. Um, deaf with a big D, uh, the sort of most of the deaf community I work with, who sign and they have got quite, quite strong deaf identities. Yeah. And then deaf with a small d in the medical sense, where you don't sign and, and you just have a hearing loss. Um, which I think would adhere much more to the medical model of disability rather than social model of disability. Um, and I brought this up, and and actually it was offensive to um, someone who uh, was deaf. And I uh, we had a lovely chat, actually, and we totally patched it up, and I realised what I was saying could be considered offensive because it's like saying you're not deaf enough. You know what I mean? You're right. not, you, you, you. This is how you should feel as a deaf person, and I'm a hearing person. Right. I don't what? want to be a bigot saying this is how you should feel. I, I'm a hearing person. Right. With knowledge of the deaf community, that's it.
1: Right. I mean, I yeah. don't want to on a certain level. Me and it. you having this discussion about Could a be community offensive. is well. know yeah, I yeah. can understand why people would be offended, yeah. and I I apologise yeah. on on uh, to people who do. Mm. Um, but I but uh, but it you know it is also I guess it is an area that needs to be talked about. It and is. It, yeah, and right. it's not
0: what when I said that about the two the, the de- deaf with the big D and little D. That's not opinion. That is a thing that's yeah, a no, thing I, that, that I, is I'm described not, yeah, not, and it might and I think it sounded it. like I was like I was just saying it from my experience well, that's from my often, opinion but that's not the case but that's
1: often how, how, how knowledge can feel yeah. When people have words for stuff yeah, that you yeah, don't yeah. have words for, and it's about your life, it yeah. can feel like where's the yeah. power? How's what's happening? Mm. I understand my life, but here's some words that yeah. I don't, I'm not familiar with. Mm. And often, I think people from all communities, whether they're super privileged and should know better than to take offence, or yeah. or they're or they or they're a minority group, yeah. they, they feel threatened when some words that they don't know yeah. are used about them, and rightly like, so, and, actually, and, you know, yeah. So, but then, but why. then, without hearing new words, we can't, we can't,
0: you, we can't explore you know, the concept. We can't the concepts. explore the
1: concepts. Exactly, so it is yeah. complicated, right? Mm, yes um, it is. I don't want you to go into any detail about any any kind of confidential stuff of yeah. your job. But how would you describe your, your job as an interpreter? What's What's that like? Uh, uh, you know, to do.
0: It's great. It's very <laughs> solitary, which is why it kind of it works being a comedian as well, because <laughs> you sometimes I will go the whole day without saying a single word um i will be sat in an office where i'm actually doing nothing because no one's saying anything
1: right <laughs> i only
0: work when someone says something right um there's a lot of travelling there's a lot of sitting on trains sitting in waiting rooms which actually makes it sound like interpreters don't work very hard that is not true because it can it can flip from being the hardest job in the world to so the easiest job in the world.
1: But it's not necessarily easy when no, you're it's waiting not easy. and waiting. Exactly. For no, it's, not. it's tiring. Waiting's work. People waiting's don't work. appreciate it is. that it is. Yeah, I'm, not yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's manual labour. I'm not saying it's the hardest work there is. But yeah. it is work. It yeah. is.
0: And sometimes it's not about the hours you do because you can do 10 minutes where someone is just really on one, where they are waffling and they're using jargon and they're talking in cliches, where you can just feel like you've worked eight hours. Mm. And then you can do maybe maybe do eight hours where you're not actually signing very much. You've driven for four hours to get there, right? <laughs> so it, it kind of it's it's very variable, right? Uh, and it can be very exhausting, and you can get empathy fatigue and burnout, that sort of thing. Do you know? Does that make sense to you? Uh,
1: yes, it does. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I've done jobs like that to a certain yeah. extent as well. Like not that have had that mix of like being mm. on it and then being not on it like I used to be to do story and song times with the Mm. under fives you'd have 45 minutes of intense 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 songs 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 then you'd be driving like well in my case walking or or, or getting a bus between one place and another you get to the next place you know there's there's a gap in between two sessions you know all of these things like I I get from that that switch between Mm. between yeah one and and another state so Mm. and 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 yeah, so you sort of touched on how you became a comedian in that you yeah. found that doing those nights with your dad like back in back in the day, if you like. Yeah. What is it like being a comedian, I guess? Now you're now you're doing it a couple of years?
0: Oh uh, yeah, cause it'll be three years on Thursday. Yeah that's terrible because back when I started I was sure that I was going to be so super successful like oh in three years I'll be on the Apollo and, <laughs> and of course I'm not and I, I'm i still going oh I can't find my voice I'm still struggling as to whether I could carry on getting my tits out or stop doing that
1: right um, you know that, yeah because that is an issue for you it is
0: a massive issue for me yeah and I'm, I'm, I'm which I'm sounds
1: like oh, it, yes. you, know, wouldn't, you wouldn't expect it to necessarily be uh, a comedian's issue yeah but, but, it, but it is because you've got a, a great joke that, is that involves a good joke because yeah. a lot of people say it's no, cheap it's good joke. and
0: nasty it's good joke. And, and I don't don't want to be remembered as someone who does that really cheap joke. And also, it's a joke that I created in like my first year of comedy. Yeah. So I think, oh, am I capable of writing something better?
1: But no, it's so it's easy. Joke. Is
0: it a good joke? I... Yeah,
1: the thing is, it's a good joke and it's your body and you can do what the fuck you like with it. There's and that is as, as yes. valid a, a view of feminism yeah, yeah, yeah. as whatever alternative views I'm sure you get. Mm, I have, you have yeah. to You have to put up with. But mm. you'll be put being but because of your, your because yeah. your joke involves you flashing uh, yeah. flashing your bra and my right? bra,
0: not my actual right.
1: bravi with, with some incident listening. Which 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 is neither here nor there the yeah. size of them. But but yeah. because of that flashing joke, mm. which you know, there's a, you, it's a kind of, it's almost a prop joke. You've it is, written, you've, it you it know, is. You've written yeah. on your, on and it's your bra. Not the
0: be- I mean, the thing is, it's, just, it's not the cleverest thing in the world. It, um, break,
1: it breaks the ice. It
0: breaks the ice, <laughs> I guess, for the last year. I've been When I haven't been dressed as a penis or a mermaid or bear, I've been working on that set and I've been like, right, let's make this work because I a, get a lot of criticism of it. And then I criticise myself for it. I think, am I not better than that? I even made another bra which says I'm better than this on it and I'll no, flash see that that's, not, that's
1: not as funny it's not as and funny it's not as, it? and it's best definitely I've got another not, one
0: saying fuck off you cunt which right is, that's
1: a, that's funny. That and funny the reason is because the fact that mm. I'm better than this implies that there's anything wrong yeah, we're with, with, with doing, doing it, it right yeah. whereas fuck off uh is, is it can't right, is, is, yeah. Yeah, is it's an absolutely legitimate uh, response to that. I've got to people no actually, What bra am
0: I wearing now? Oh no, this is just a normal yeah, bra. All your bras um, must be
1: like, you know, they've which, got stuff which, right, on them. all of them are written on. Because I've
0: got another one with no written on, which I got out I wore to Heckle Night where I got someone I Someone shouted, get your tits out, and I just flashed. No. "No."
1: See, that's a good joke. And that wasn't
0: a sports bra, that was a proper bra. That's a good joke. It it was a decent joke, I guess. Yeah, I haven't used it Because you
1: knew that that was going to happen, because that's the thing. Because of that joke, you Mm. must be getting, like... Uh, feminist blowback from people whose feminism uh mm. is doesn't think that the, the, the considers that to be uh handmaiden yeah. of the patriarchy or whatever you're, he- yes. you're helping you're yeah. helping you're helping the uh, men oppress women by, uh, by flashing your yes. body
0: I've, yeah. You, you, yeah.
1: You, and you but you also i bet get like men who are offended by it going yes. like put him away you know this, this yeah. is you know how can you expect it to be, I bet you get people saying, Mm. how can you be, how can you expect to be taken seriously as a, as a female comedian? Yes. Right. Fuck off. This female comedian should not even be, you're a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Your your gender's got nothing to do with it. And you don't represent all women. So yeah, I guess it's
0: difficult. It's really hard, Dave. I'm really struggling and I've just been writing on my set. I'm returning to comedy because I've been hibernating because we're getting married and stuff. Yeah. Uh, for two months, um, <laughs> two month wedding hibernation. You had a,
1: a, a very lavish, like hibernation wedding period, which is great. We'll get into that. In we'll a get into that in a minute.
0: But um, I am returning uh, this Thursday to GMB comedy, which is in Star Lane. It's a fantastic. Night run by Carl Wallace. He's brilliant. And I'm trying to work on my set, and I'm thinking. I said to my husband, "I was like, husband. Ah, oh! sorry, it's still weird using that word. Ah, I said, I'm not going to do the flashing thing anymore. I'm not going to do it because I, I don't want people to people keep. Watching me and then thinking that I'm kind of cheap and and thinking that I'm not, I'm doing shock humour and I'm not being clever enough. So I was desperately trying to think of a way of not doing it. But the thing is, there's a callback I do later on in the set that I want to keep that relies on that and it, I've been struggling with that for a year Fuck it. I've tried Keep to make it, it it's funny. so I've commented on it, I've commented on how I've been critiqued for it by a male feminist saying you set feminism back 30 years and I go oh I'm sorry I'll stop, I'll do what you say and be a good feminist
1: or right. something like
0: that there's some sort of joke I want I, that, to that's that's not the joke but it was something like there that there is a fucking there's hilarious joke
1: in, uh, in, in male feminists telling women how to use their bodies <laughs> I know, I, mean, I know, you know. As, and a, I as a male feminist, a feminist, it's something I try to steer completely away yeah. from.
0: it's Dave, I'm struggling with it. So now I'm speaking to you because I've written a whole new introduction and it was almost a bit wordy and a bit superfluous and I could just get my tits out and just get it done in five seconds. But I'm struggling and now speaking to you, I might bring it back.
1: Well, I, I say bring oh, it back.
0: Oh dear. Um, oh,
1: this is a quandary. And fuck them. But at the same time, <laughs> I mean, it's complicated, isn't it? It I is. Mean, you know, there's a there's only a certain point where you 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 want to mm. be going into battle for one joke every time. Like <laughs> okay. I get what you mean. It's a it, it's a good joke, but yeah. once you've told it loads and loads of times, yeah, it's like, it's is it world, worth it? is it worth fighting mm. for? I can I can see all, all your points. I mean, I think it's yeah. it's a ridiculous situation where a comedian's mm. joke that is mm. so kind of relatively innocuous and yes. I think feminist in its in in its construction. It depends on your feminism though. Yeah, uh, but but like where one tiny mm. little joke can be like treated so mm. like ridiculously like I'm, I'm I mean yeah. you know because I've seen you do that joke and I've heard you talk about it How being I with it. frustrating <laughs> yeah. and, and talking oh, I think it I'm through better, and trying to, and yeah. it's like what the fuck what, what <laughs> like if a man was doing that would that be an issue like would I like know. I don't think yeah. so I mean then also there are loads of comedian male men who mm. flash their cocks all the time yeah I mean yeah, and yeah. I don't think that that i'm not saying that that makes them funny Mm. or that i particularly condone anyone flashing anything for no reason Mm. i mean you've got to be i mean i think it's how you do it yeah but but death but death and i I think there definitely are very inappropriate ways that men can do that sort of humor but but i feel like what you're doing is not inappropriate i don't feel even
0: though at its core because what i have written of was buy me a drink and i'm playing on I'm playing on how women can play on sexuality to get a free drink. Because at yeah, the end of the day, all I, all I ever want is a free drink. That's true of pretty much all the time. I, I love drinking. Uh, so I'm playing on that. I'm playing on that. And that, what, what that then insinuates is, because I'm a woman, I am only good at, for being a sexual object and, using, and manipulating sexuality to get a free drink. I don't know, it, it's almost quite damning. It's well, quite damning of, of feminism. And that, it's, I do but, consider
1: myself a feminist. But, well. but I don't think it is damning of feminism yeah. necessarily. Yeah. I mean, there is a legitimate thing that can be said whereby mm. why shouldn't women have the drinks bought for them since they don't have as much mm. money financially <laughs> uh, in terms of the way that they're yeah. paid. Yeah. I mean, there, I, I, it's not necessarily an argument. Yeah. I fully agree with that, what I just said. Like, that's a joke yeah. in yes, itself, right? Indeed. And yes. that's what jokes are, right? Mm. They're, they're not true, but yeah. they get out of truth. They get out and, of truth. And the thing is yes. that when we're talking about that joke all like mm. um, co- coldly and analytically like yeah. this, it takes out the complete context of it mm. because it is, you know, it, it yeah. is a, it's a, the message on the bra is a subliminal message. It's a subliminal right? message, yeah. It's a joke for that reason. It's yeah. different from the words that you're saying out of your mouth. And you're, yes. and what you're showing is that uh, if you like, if you want to get so deep about it, yeah. you're showing that women have a complicated subjectivity that can think two complicated yeah. thoughts in their mind at once. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's what it is to live under yeah, patriarchy, yeah. right? If you want to talk about how true these things are. <laughs> but, I mean, like that's the thing. It's like, no. it, it's, it's, it's it's ridiculous that people are having a go at you about that joke. Yeah, it, it's, it's not properly ridiculous.
0: I mean, it's, it's just a little critique that plays
1: on me. Of it course. plays on me
0: and it... And it plagues these... me, it bothers me, and I keep thinking I must do better, I must try and write something new. Yeah, something but that's,
1: a, I mean, it's. I think it's good to be worried about mm. what we're doing and, our, yeah. and is it good? I think it's healthy, particularly yeah. as a comedian, because there are mm. a lot of comedians. And as
0: interpreter, we have to be very reflective as Oh, that's true, yeah.
1: Mm. But, I mean, there's a lot of comedians who like mm. to, you know... Um, Say the unsayable, yeah, And yeah. I'm not saying there's not a place for some yeah. thoughts around those those areas, yeah. but too many comedians do open mm. their mouths without thinking of the consequences of the words yeah. they're saying. Yeah, yeah, And so it's healthy that you, as a comedian, are doing that. Mm. But it's not very fair that mm. you, as a as a woman, are being treated like you should be thinking about this shit more than some. Like why why aren't those yeah. those those men that aren't thinking at all about it? Why aren't we talking to them about sorting mm. their game mm. out? You know, there's mm. all something very i don't know the co- the comedy mm. world's a very strange one i think yeah. uh, for i mean this is ridiculous for a man to say this to a female comedian <laughs> so comedy well, I was world's a very so strange one yeah. for uh, for women to be inhabiting mm. but, but but i think it is because women are as funny as men for sure yeah, yeah. i mean in yeah. fact i find women funnier yeah. uh, i tend to book women more like i'm more likely to book a woman because oh, okay. because i'm less likely to be bored by their set because i'm less likely to it's less likely to be familiar yeah, you know it's yeah. a, it's a it's new side on things because yeah, women yeah. are not being as heard as men uh, uh, okay. over through history mm. but 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 women are as funny but they yeah. but they aren't culturally perceived as such so no. you're in this ridiculous no. position um, yes. whereby you know every comedian that comes mm. on this show is yeah. a woman um I think either asks me not to to talk about it before we start or yeah. is dreading me asking you know about what's being it a like woman. to be a woman in comedy because yeah. everybody gets that bloody question <laughs> and so I'm not even gonna I'm not no. asking it oh, I'm just you. mentioning yes. it um <laughs> I mean what I what I do want to know is what's hmm. it like to go to Lapland for your uh, oh, for your ama- for your honeymoon
0: Amazing <laughs> Um amazing absolutely brilliant yeah yeah it's oh awesome and my my wedding and my honeymoon was all very unique very very me <coughs> and and my partner obviously Right No it was very me we met Santa uh, we saw the northern lights from a glass igloo um, it was brilliant absolutely fantastic we had like a little hip flask of amaretto Right you can drink that while you look at the Northern Lights in bed. Yeah. Uh, we had an outdoor jacuzzi as well in like minus 35 temperatures, which was bloody awesome. Right. And you just put the champagne in the snow to keep it cold. Right,
1: there was a lot was more fantastic. bikini pictures in your, in your <laughs> honeymoon snaps than you'd expect for some people yes, going so to a land worked. of ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm never put off when people say there's none, none safe for work pictures in here. I'm, I'm always happy to go through them. I'm a freelancer. I don't have a work... <laughs> Um. Oh, yes, because I did
0: put some rather saucy picks up they weren't on my very Facebook.
1: saucy you were very worried that they would yeah. be seen as such which was fine by I mean, my in-laws right, right, well, right, my, right. But my
0: husband showed them to his parents last night yeah they're nice
1: pictures they uh, don't okay, but show but the ones with me like, with, my,
0: with a towel on he said oh that's a bit risque I mean it's probably not that risque actually but I mean I have I've got my muff out if you look carefully
1: <laughs> well I don't, I don't think you have quite you, you, you is there. A joke Well I, is there I'm sure I'm sure yeah. well obviously obviously I've not been obviously <laughs> I'm, I've been a good person and not, not look <laughs> But, you know, them in now detail. I'm like, wait, wait, yeah. right, go back and look at that later. That's what's happening in my head. Um, but I mean, obviously, uh, freely shared pictures are, are things mm. you are allowed to look at,
0: yeah. Uh, so. And it's funny because that's another thing you say about the almost going back to the buy me a drink thing. You suddenly, the, the, the little editor inside goes, Oh, don't share that because people will see that. And then I I just decided, because I was married, I decided that I no longer had to care about being appropriate. Right. So I took the the pictures and said, inappropriate disclaimer, some of these pictures are inappropriate, look at your peril.
1: Yeah, that's what you said. I'm married
0: now, I can do what I like.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, you could have done what you liked before. I know. And married. I did. I very much did. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's basically what you've done is you, you've always done what you liked, but now <laughs> you're just using a new excuse. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's good. And that's 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 good. I mean, yes. but, but I mean, so I mean, yeah, you, you were away for, for quite a long time, right? Like, for w- plan, yeah
0: five nights only
1: oh wow well, that's yeah. still quite a long time I mean it's mm. l- like, it's not like a weekend or anything is...
0: no long weekend but it was perfect because it just switched one off and I can totally see why honeymoons exist I didn't really think about it much before it was something that I planned but I was so focused on the wedding <laughs> and then the wedding happened and that was big and massive and really stressful on, on the run up to it but She's... it was an amazing day and then the day after I had a little party with my family and then it was I didn't go until the day after that and as I was going, I was still kind of checking Facebook, seeing as people put up wedding pictures. I was getting post-event paranoia. You probably get this as well after your shows, where you sort of you've done something so big, you start sort of seeking the validation for it. Being, Oh, yeah. To tell me how good my canapes were. I do. I want people to tell me how much they enjoyed those inflatable candy canes right. that I had positioned in the trees. They were amazing. <laughs> you want you start you start Blimey. thinking, people are going to tell me how wonderful I look. So, you know, this this need for validation, yeah. which probably why I'm a comedian, actually. Probably all have that. Um, but then going away on honeymoon and having to go away on honeymoon just totally chilled me out. And it gave me that distance. So right. now that I'm back... I totally feel like, you know what, the wedding is done. It was amazing. If you want to compliment me on my canopies, that would be great. But I'm not going to go searching for it. I mean, I am going to go searching for it. I would like people to tell me how nice my canopies were. (laughs) But I think it just created a bit of healthy distance between the wedding and and me. Does that make sense?
1: It does make sense. I mean, I I think if if me and my partner have been Mm -hmm. on and off um, engaged throughout our uh, coming up for fourteen years relationship, um, and we Bloody probably hell. we probably will get married eventually. Yeah, well, we were we've been engaged and we've been not engaged. We got engaged, yeah. and then we that like what well, I was gonna because this yeah. is what I was gonna say. I mean, yeah. my partner, um, I can't imagine her getting excited at all about planning for the wedding. Really, but I can yeah. absolutely imagine her getting excited about planning for the honeymoon. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. She, <laughs> she would be of the opinion like I don't understand what the point of the wedding is, but I totally yeah, yeah. get <laughs> what, the, the what the honeymoon is. Um, yeah.
0: Whereas I'm more like, both Dave and I, actually, we're really like, we love the wedding, we love the honeymoon, the marriage right. bit we're a bit icky about. Right. Like, we don't like using the terminology husband and wife. It's right. icky. It's grown up. And I'm not, I've not taken his name. Right. Um, and I don't want to be a missus. I just, I don't want it to really interfere with my identity in any way. Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't want that at all. And we're both kind of... We're up for the marriage thing, obviously, because we did it.
1: Yeah, and legally but, there's some reasons. I legally mean that if, We'll reasons. eventually get married, probably yeah, for should. those reasons. There's legally val- valuable reasons. Not no. that there should be preference no. no, given no, no. to people Absolutely. who are married, but,
0: but It's a good thing to do. Uh, I do know. recommend it, because you get to look like a princess for the day, which is well, the I've most always, important I've thing. I've always really. wanted to look like a princess for the day. Yes, I thought well i mean,
1: Well, I mean, yeah. I, mean that, I say that only, only partially, ironically. I mean, mm. for definite, like, um if... I could get behind yeah. a really cool big wedding, but there's no yeah. way that my partner ever could. Really? Um, so I mean, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, she, different people want different things. Mm. Uh, and but I mean, I, I can get behind the idea of everybody yeah. like of, of dressing in some really cool clothes yeah. and like making a show, making a show, because right? I yeah. like making. you clothes. like making
0: shows exactly? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is. It is a yeah. big show. Yeah, right. Which makes it sound like it's false, but it but that's not the case. You know what people often think? Because I'm I'm a massive exhibitionist, an extrovert. And people think because you're displaying everything outwardly that there's something insincere about it or that maybe there's there's some sort of masquerade or some sort of fakeness. But it's not. It's just the way some people are. Right. Like, I, I did my own wedding entertainment. I was the singer in the evening because I was more comfortable doing that. If I tried to talk to everyone... I would be I'd just feel guilty the whole time that I'm not able to give them enough attention.
1: Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no.
0: So it's much easier to get behind a microphone.
1: Yeah. I mean I it's funny. I think way. I mean I think I'm probably an ambivert, right? Like
0: What's an ambivert? Um, an ambivert
1: is somebody that sort of like is somewhere Likes in between fish. no, is somewhere in between of introvert and extrovert, and Moves okay. between the two. Um, um and ambivert. and like Jen my partner is definitely an introvert, mm. like uh like textbook. Yeah. Um and people think I'm an People think I'm an extrovert mm. um, because sometimes I can really present as extrovert. Yeah. But I'm also quite introverted as well. So mm-hmm. I, I basically flip between the two. My, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm most comfortable in one-on-one communication. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think so. Um,
1: well, that's cool. That's mm. that's Apparently, that's more of an introvert thing than an extrovert. Thing, oh, really? But that's interesting.
0: Well, okay, say so comfortable. It depends on who. But actually, in terms of actual conversation, yeah, one-on-one is lovely because you can really get meaty you can get stuck Yeah, I mean,
1: that's what I like doing yeah, yeah that's like the that. kind of socialising I like doing whereas yeah, yeah. bigger groups I can I, I really I can't always really enjoy that, that enjoy process that. I'm not someone yeah. who I don't I don't sometimes I'll go to a party and I'll love it and sometimes yeah. I'll go to a party and. Uh, but most I of the time it. I'll yeah most mm. of the time I'm kind of ambivalent about going right. whereas ambivalent, Jen ambivalent yeah I mean Jen's more likely to not want to go to a party at all right, right. I mean mm-hmm. unless she knows all the people and stuff and yeah she, she loves coming to your party. If you're listening, whoever
0: you are, <laughs> she hates um, it. She doesn't. Don't invite her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, 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 but. I mean, I know some people who live for parties. And yeah, well, know, I do. Right, I, I love them. Right, and
0: but the things I think. So one to one situations are great for proper communication yeah, and conversation. Yeah. But big, big groups, I like then when I can become the entertainer. Right. Do you know what I mean? Tell yeah. the jokes and yeah, yeah, yeah. have you know make a bit of a show, I guess. Right. And that's just the way one tends to be. I just tend to find myself in that position all the time. Like I'm trying to think, a couple of months ago, I just popped down to Dirty Dicks to watch a show and enjoy enjoy some comedy and drink with some friends. And by the end of it, I had I wasn't even performing that night. I was just <laughs> in the audience. By the end of the night, I had like a group of five people around me, and there was a pie on the table, and I was going, "I'm going to eat this pie with my face," and I was getting them to clap, and I was. <laughs> I was downing this pie, which I'm now miming, which is right. silly because it's radio.
1: It's good miming.
0: I was. It's a, little, a bit rude, actually, <laughs> isn't good, it? It's good indeed. <laughs> I should stop I was doing like, it. I,
1: If I was making the sign for testicles, <laughs> that looked like a sign for something. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: and like, actually, it was very much like that. There was this guy who was really <laughs> interested. He was watching me agog, and my friend pointed out that's because it looked like something else. Yeah. But so I was eating a pie <laughs> with my face. I was right. like just shoving my face into this pie and. And then thinking, why why am I doing this? I don't know these people, these are strangers. And even when I just go for a chilled out night, I end up doing stuff like that.
1: Right. But you enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like that. That, that if as long as people are happy mm, and, the, yeah. and the people that they're in, engaging with are yes. happy about yeah. them being happy, if everyone was offended, I couldn't. If everyone's fine, have. it's yeah. good, right? Um, and so that's that, and that's great. But but mm. it's an interesting thing because mm. so you're quite an extroverted person. Yeah. And you like being the sort of the center of attention. You might say, or would you? Or, I, yeah, I guess it's, that's it's, fair. It's, but it's an it's, ambiguous. Sentence, isn't it? Because it, it makes is. it sound like you want to take everyone's attention away Which from isn't true. them, yeah. and that's not what you feel, right? Yes, I mean, I get that because sometimes I want to be the center of attention. Mm. I don't like mm. to admit it to myself, but yeah. I definitely have those moods. Um, and, uh, and but but I'm never intending to steal anybody else's, I'm no. just trying. No. It's just I'm in an entertaining role, and I didn't yeah. mean to get there, but that's where but I am,
0: that's where you are, that's where you sit, that's yeah. where it's
1: happening. So you've got that, mm. but you're an identical twin, yes, so you've always had somebody else that's. Uh, and, and, well, not always, because I guess mm. uh, I think your sister's gone through different life experiences to you. Yeah, so you'll have, so yeah. you won't have looked the same at times, because I guess one of you will have been pregnant and one of you won't. Yes, stuff that's like that, very right? recent.
0: She had a baby, yeah. Right. yeah. Although someone did say to me when she was pregnant, uh, so they, call, they called me her name. And I was like, oi, this <laughs> is the one time you should not get us mixed right, up. Right, right, right. If you get us mixed up, what are you saying about me? Oh. Right. Um, but although you did look very good pregnant, to be fair. Yeah, identical twins. That's a funny one. You have to fight extra hard for your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I'm very happy in my identity as a twin. Um, she isn't always, uh, and I would sort of want to do twinny things sometimes, and she would say no, don't. I would use the word we all the time. As a child, I would always say we rather than I, and I think that's something that remains because if you're a twin, you're never you're never an individual. You're always you're always a duo. Uh, but I think that could be another reason why I'm. Quite militant about not taking my husband's name in marriage because I you have to fight for your identity, your individual identity. Mm. So I'm just very keen to keep that. Yeah. Um, and that make, that could be another reason for the extrovert behaviour as well. You have to fight extra hard for attention. Right. That's, um, I guess that's where and I her was going. Both of are massive attention yeah. seekers. Like we we always we always were.
1: And you're both performers, are you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's a drama teacher.
1: Right. Okay. And
0: uh, she sings as well. And right. she's very funny. Like, to be honest, if me and her had got our ass together and created a musical comedy duo, which right. is what we were aiming to do, well, no, I was aiming to do, but I couldn't <laughs> quite, she's very busy as, as a teacher, so I couldn't quite right. get her on it. If we'd got our asses into doing that, then I would never have bothered starting stand up, I don't think, because we would have, we'd be doing that. She's much funnier than me. She's definitely my better half. Yeah. I said something interesting about attention seeking, extrovert. It, I think, I remember being at school. And I, I would do things like wear odd socks and spoons in my hair. Right. And generally be quite eccentric.
1: Right. I do that sort of stuff, like odd socks. Stuff. Yeah, and odd socks. I used to wear pyjama trousers. Yeah, same, same. Dress as a princess. We used to have like a toy this. sword.
0: Right. I'd go out in town with a, with a toy sword and bubbles and just, you know, when you're 15 and you're just really pushing the way I'm an individual. It's a funny thing because people, I remember someone saying to me, you're an attention seeker. And me being very uncomfortable with that. And then trying to actively not seek attention every time I was in a social situation. And I still do that now. I try and kind of spurn it or if there's too much conversation going my way, I'll be conscious that I'm probably hogging the limelight and want to want to spurn it or share it, do yeah. you know what I mean, deflect it from right, me. Right,
1: right, right. And then,
0: like, starting doing stand-up, I think it was, or just, you know, a revelation in your late 20s, I suddenly thought, well, hang on a minute. No, this is attention-seeker. Yeah, fair enough. I'm an extrovert. This is the way I behave. I'm partial to a bit of attention. This is how I am. I, right. And it's about, it's about making it not look so negative because I think people get extrovert mixed up with confidence. They think right. that you're super confident because you're extrovert. Do you know right. what I mean? Because you're putting yourself out there, and yes. actually, you're not. Right. Well, I'm massively insecure, and like most stand-up comedians are massively insecure. Right. Most performers, are, performers are very tortured souls. So yeah. it's it's about trying trying to understand that being an extrovert doesn't necessarily mean being super confident. Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and, and I guess it's and it, I mean it's, it's definitely complicated these things in, mm. along the lines of gender because I think like women are told that they're not supposed to be big, they're not supposed yeah, to be loud, yeah, they, they're not supposed to be out there, they're not mm. supposed to do all of those things. Yeah. Um... And and men are told they're allowed to be that in theory. Yeah. I haven't I mean, felt like been. I've actually been allowed to do that. I've yeah. I haven't felt that. I've felt the opposite of that mm. all my life. I've felt like I should be less yeah, uh, yeah, for yeah. reasons to do with I feel like what I was told by family or school right. or whatever, like peer groups, whatever. Mm. I've always felt like um yeah, a little bit like you were describing, yeah. I'm always okay. checking myself. Yeah. But I feel to like it like at the point where i'm at in my life i'm like i've got to have a bit of that checking still there Mm, because mm. of the fact that i'm a white english guy like i I do need to be aware that uh Mm. that my 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 when i'm feeling exhibitionist when i'm feeling uh the extrovert side Mm. of myself that my extroversion may be given unfair right it might Mm. be given unfair value yeah. So people might not push back against it. Oh, okay. like I, so I always assume that mm. if I'm dominant, like I used to when I was growing up, yeah. assume that if I was talking a lot and somebody yeah. was annoyed with it, they'd just yeah. tell me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then that'd be the end of that. Mm. Um, and I would stop. But I've yeah. come to realise that people don't necessarily tell you, and you have yeah. to second guess where they're at. Do you know what right, I mean? Yes. So You're that's it's, to tune into that, right?
0: Yeah, and not be intimidating.
1: Right, 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 yeah. right. And so they
0: say, they say, they say, um, oh yeah, this person is quite intimidating. They're very, they're very centre of attention. They're quite intimidating. And I say, but I can be quite centre of attention. Am I not intimidating? And they say, no. So that's nice.
1: Yeah, that is. So nice. maybe
0: I'm not intimidating. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's I, I don't good. find you inti- oh, intimidating. Great. That's I, good. I, I don't think I don't know why people <laughs> would find you intimidating.
0: Well, they might. I mean, I, I think because it, it's going back to extrovertism being, uh, which probably isn't a word, but I made it up. Um, extrovertness, <laughs> also yeah. not a word. It's about that being mixed up with being super confident, and I think this is the problem that stand-up comics face. You dare to put yourself on a stage. You dare to say, look, this is me. I have something interesting to say. Right. And of course, audience judge you for it. Right. It's their prerogative to judge you because it's like, well, how dare you think that you're important enough
1: audiences don't have space. to come with that attitude though I that's know, not I, necessary I, I, I get why they do, doing and i have there, right right and i think mm. that it's true you know I, I i think that there's definitely always an element of that yeah. mixed up in this stuff when someone mm. finds someone to be exhibitionist or yeah. a narcissistic or mm. uh melodramatic is a line yeah. that i've frequently had uh, right, labeled yes. at me during my yeah. life mm. i feel like those those things are part of those things. Are like a yeah. little bit of jealousy. It's awesome. like we we're, we're, we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to yeah. show these things yeah, not, yeah, yeah. And, and when when uh, when people do them it's almost like it's seen as uncouth yeah like it's yeah. like well, that's too much of that we yes. don't want to we don't yeah. want to pat that down and but I mm. think that's because they want to express themselves too and i'm not yeah. saying that everybody's an extrovert there's plenty of people who you are might. introverts yeah right yeah. and and uh, ambiverts and all of these different mm. states but i feel like everybody wants to feel okay with mm. how they are and, yeah. if they, and if anyone suspects that you're okay with how you are, yeah, yeah, then they yeah. start not liking it as much. Yeah, do you know maybe. what I mean? Like, I wonder yeah. if that's like part of the the thing. And I think that's mm. that is part of the issue for that women that women have if 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 they do like like for yeah. example, you, you flashing doing flash that flashing kids, joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the way that you're like filling in, the, filling in the like, less politically correct words. <laughs> yeah, for me it's nah, good you're, you're, Death you're community. Right. We yeah. don't, we
0: don't do sign language. We don't do political correctness. <laughs> right. You just—it's a very direct culture, so you just come straight out with it.
1: Right. So the the, the thing where you flash your breasts—it um, mm. will do your bra, in <laughs> fact, because yeah. Um, cause it, yeah it's, it, Funnily enough, you choose the you choose the the the, uh, yeah. the less offensive word, and it sounds worse. I know it does. What's that about? Yeah, if I'd have said your sure, tits, it wouldn't have felt like I had, would have had to make the uh, corrector. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> that that joke that you make, I feel yeah. like maybe one of the things that people feel in those kind of moments and mm. why they feel complicated about that is because it's like um, it's you're saying you feel confident enough to yeah. do that, and so people have got this way of yeah. feeling like and it doesn't mean you are confident no no right like for example when i get up on stage and talk about my childhood traumas it doesn't mean like i i really enjoyed having those childhood traumas or it's easy to do it's just something i'm doing yeah so so, but they're not going to looking at you and going oh she's 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 flashing it flashing her bra um so she feels confident to do that so then they're like start like feeling like oh well you know yeah you you know part of it's going to be that they they would like to have that confidence part of them might be that they would like to yeah. have a similar body type or whatever. Yeah. There's all of those complicated it, it's emotions yeah, that yeah, happen it's when itchy. someone's on a stage, yeah, anything yeah. they do. Mm. Yeah. You super like compare yourself, I guess in those yeah, moments. Right?
0: Yeah, you do. And, and it's funny because it's all these issues with gender as well, and mm. and I, I mean I've had it where I've looked at other women and gone, oh my god, they're so beautiful, and I felt worse about myself, right. which is a bullshit thing that that women do.
1: Right. So and and it's then just, and it's you, a bullshit
0: thing we're fed by right. the media as well,
1: and it means that people end up pulling each other down whenever yeah, anybody yeah. feels. It's like how everyone hates selfies, right? Yeah, yeah it's we, like, love, we love them. Right. I, yeah. love <laughs> so, I love <laughs> yeah, selfies. I love selfies. And the idea that the the people taking pictures of themselves is somehow like, oh, mm. they're so obsessed with themselves. Yeah. Like that's that. No, just let people be yeah, and yeah, express yeah. themselves and, and, and find their own relationship with their bodies. Mm. Fine. Mm. And and don't like, like that's the problem. We like pull people down as soon as they feel happy and, you know, yeah. like, about yeah. themselves. And I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not a woman and I don't have the same kind of gender uh, oppression or whatever the word that, mm. That that you can use for these things, but I do have different yeah. um gender norms and stuff. That oh yeah, I, I, it can I, be that, worse that for men pres- sometimes. Maybe, maybe, mm. yeah, maybe, maybe sometimes. I think it's you know it's it, it's worse. The worstness it is for women is worse than the worstness it is for men. But within yeah. that, there's a continuum. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess. But, but but like I definitely have those kind of moments of like I wish I looked like that guy and I wish yeah, I, you know yeah, yeah. I, I, and and I've definitely been guilty of that mm. kind of way of thinking like even yeah. as I've got a friend called jed who is a, he won't mind me using his name i don't think I've had this conversation with him before <laughs> yeah um but when I first knew him he was attractive right he's a, yeah. he's, he's, he's this attractive guy that's mm. good at getting uh with women right well, yeah. um and my initial kind of Attitude towards him was like to treat him as if he was like somehow not fully, fully rounded human being, yeah, like yeah. like as if he was like, like you know, uh, uh, shallow, shallow. Yeah. I guess, and and he isn't, and I've no. learned that he isn't through knowing mm. him for a long time, and yeah. the, the, my jealousy around those areas, and I'm not mm. saying I don't still have a uh, an. Enjoyably antagonist, yeah. antagonistic relationship with him, mm. but it's a much yeah. more equal one now, where we both yeah, yeah. live each other for each other's foibles and understand, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, the the power dynamic within it, I guess, that mm. is equal, yeah. It's much more equal. But initially, yeah. I was very jealous of him, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I think that happens. Yeah, that that uh, and a, a kind of that sort of stuff is really hard mm. to get out of our, our, out of ourselves when it we is. come into the world. Yeah,
0: right? and and that's what I, I don't want to be by flashing. Um, like, someone did give me the criticism once. They said, look, be careful, you've got good abs. Which is kind of lovely criticism to have. But it's saying that it, it'll alienate women. When you do that, it'll alienate women. Right. I, right I, I've right, been right. told that. So I tried to make a joke of it. I tried to make a joke of it going, I've been told this alienates women. And I tried to appeal to them by saying, listen, ladies, I'm really sorry. I've tried putting on weight, but it just doesn't work. Uh, that didn't go down very well. No, that won't well. go down
1: very well. Yeah, I, know, I can understand. I did it deliberately
0: because I wanted to shine a light on how we... Why, why that's kind of bullshit but at the same time I do understand it I've got very small breasts and sometimes I see women with lovely big knockers and I, get, I feel ever so insignificant and insecure about myself and I think oh I would love to have a pair of those uh, and I don't want to be—I don't want to be stirring up that insecurity in other people.
1: But that's the irony. I mean? that's, that's the, the irony, is That's isn't the it? ironic that's thing that, that one of the reasons that you're going to that joke, one of the reasons yeah. you're doing that joke is to—is to kind of uh, express the fact that you mm. don't give, like, or you do, but you're—it's a kind of radical act almost. Because if yeah. you're insecure about your the size of your breasts, this is yeah. a weird conversation yeah, now. Weird, but yeah. if you are, then you when, then then making a joke that shows them off. Yeah. But the irony is that people are going to be seeing the abs more than the breasts, right? <laughs> so. It's it's, it's, it, I, understand yeah. what you, like, I understand what you mean so your insecurity yeah. that's always the way it is with body yeah. image our insecurities are like in areas mm. where nobody else is thinking about yeah, quite yeah, often yeah. I've, I've found in my own experience with body yeah. image issues like when I feel like this is a repellent part of me everyone else yeah. is looking at some, something else but this,
0: um, oh God, you know. we've, we've discussed that joke a lot and yeah, I, was, yeah, I, was yeah. gonna, I, I don't Year's want to define you by that joke No and one of my New Year's resolutions Was I will do comedy without Flashing my bra
1: well.
0: <laughs> Which I have done by the way I mean, yeah. I've dressed as a penis before so that You can't really get to your bra when you're wearing a big inflatable penis right. outfit, but um, bears don't wear bras. Bears don't wear bras. No, no, no they don't. are liberated that they way. They are. They are liberated. <laughs> they don't like to be. Con- they don't like to conform to this right. gender underwear. Right. They never had to burn them. They just never had them. No, they know exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They've always been liberated. Right. <laughs> yeah but it's it's funny yeah, that so, we've now discussed it so much and yeah sorry back to this it's week it's been like a th-
1: big thread in it this conversation been a big wow and I didn't expect that I didn't that, expect I didn't that. even expect to talk about that Jay. no
0: but it but it does but yeah. it's something that I'm struggling with um so it's helped It's useful to discuss it and actually hopefully be useful for people to listen to and try and uh try and work out is it feminist is it anti-feminist what what is it
1: I mean what does it mean to be
0: feminist well
1: there's so many uh, different ways of doing it isn't there mm. like is it? it's probably more feminist with one line after it than another yeah, line yeah, after yeah. it or like there's so many well, permutations yeah. you're, you're trying, I mean that's what perfecting a, your craft is about yeah, in theory it is. right it's yeah, about yeah. like okay that doesn't work I want to say this thing I want to say this but point did, but I don't know how I didn't how. say it then mm. I'll try it again and does it work that, that way and yeah, yeah. Yeah, and these are hard issues. I mean, I'm doing a show about feminism for Edinburgh this year. And uh, yeah, it's a tricky area to go into as a man. Um, But I'm going to be talking specifically aimed at men. It's not me telling women how to do feminism. Do not worry. but but yeah. but like working out how to say these really complicated mm. things when there's so many people who can be offended for so many different yes. reasons and sometimes you don't care if you offend that person yeah, but you yeah, do yeah, care yeah. if you offend that person yes. and so like how do you say a thing that offends that person but doesn't offend that doesn't that offend person? that person it's yeah. really hard
0: and how do you what's what's annoying is a lot of I get into a lot of debates with people who uh, don't like feminism. And they're, they're good people, they're very good people, but they, they, they find the word feminist alienating. Mm. They find it they find it kind of objectionable mm. because to them it's, it says uh, antagon, antagonising men mm. and that, that sort of thing, which I know very radical streams of it can be.
1: Yeah.
0: So I then think, right, well, I want to get this feminist concept across, but should I try and not use the word feminism or use the word feminist so that it doesn't alienate them? But then right. you think, well, fuck, why are people... People say, just change the word to equalism or equality, and you think, well, no, because then then you're having to change it because how dare you use that word? How dare you suggest that females want to be stronger? How dare you suggest that... By oppressing that word, you're, you're oppressing the whole movement right. I think
1: no I, I agree and I was struggling uh, and yeah. in, in initially of like oh how am I gonna do this without using I was try, gonna try not to use the word, the word feminism feminist. I was gonna try not to Which use is the bullshit, word, actually. right I was gonna try not mm. to use the word patriarchy I was gonna yeah, try yeah. And u- not to use both all of the words, words that are gonna alienate people oh. and then I decided that I'd just make a show where I write them on a flip chart and explain what they mean um, and that, Lovely. Th- so I went completely the opposite way really yeah um but but I mean I guess that's the thing like it's not, mm. I can't not use those words. No. So the only thing I can do is say, well, this is what I mean yeah. when I'm using this word, and here's a true story that relates yeah, yeah, to it. Yeah. And so hopefully it's going to be a mixture between true story and, and glossary, I guess. And great. Not Lovely. so many jokes, probably. Just. Okay. But who knows, actually. I. I I, I I often am funnier mm. than I think I'm going to be, so we'll see Great. how it goes. Yay. Maybe there'll be humour. <laughs> I'm I'm always very scared of saying I'm a comedian. Mm. I've written comedy in the past. Yeah. I like humour, but I yeah. I never like want not, to. I'm not a ready, comedian. not ready yes. to put that on my too many things that I already do anyway yes. list. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, yeah. It's it, feminism it's a fun is fun. a it's a funny word. If, if you
0: get bullied out of using the word. Then it's kind of like oh well, then what have we? Because right. I've often thought right okay well maybe maybe I shouldn't use that word maybe I should just go for the concepts without using that word. But then you think well if I'm <laughs> if I'm avoiding that word then it's almost like it's saying don't you dare women try and to label yourselves your as this term, have yeah. your own term it,
1: no it doesn't sit well. I think there are I mean it's it's a complicated thing I think mm. that there are kind of. Some legitimate reasons, um, many, many, I'm yeah. sure, regi- legis- legitimate reasons why some women won't define as feminist. Yeah. But then some people's dislike of it is because they haven't even thought about the yes. what the word means. Yeah. Whereas yeah. other people's dislike of it might be because, I mean, one of the things I hear on, mm. on the Twitters yes. is that some people reject it because it's historically been privileged why rich women and it hasn't been accepting to other communities and so a lot of black feminists call themselves Mm. womanists okay Uh, so there's different streams of like of of people having different connotations with the word feminist a bit like the word death maybe yeah like these things they seem once you kind of get to a certain point Mm. you go that's simple i know what that means and actually it it means something completely different to other people people. from different communities coming to that word yeah Yeah. so Mm. i I mean i think it's complicated though now talking about feminism because so many Mm. people don't haven't started on the journey of feminists who don't yeah, like the word yeah. feminism yeah. and then there's people who have gone so far down yes. the, the journey of feminism that they've stopped calling them themselves yeah, feminists yeah, again yeah. like they've got to an analytical point where they're like I can't agree with, with that this. and that and that so yeah. I have to have yeah. my new word or my new area or whatever you know yeah. that's 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 all good as I'm, I'm, yeah. I approve of all of that because otherwise everyone will shout at me <laughs> but also because I mean that's a kind of weak uh, pathetic joke to make because I'm. I don't think mm. it's bad for men to be shouted at necessarily, but just uh, I want to be shouted at for the right reasons, <laughs> not the wrong ones.
0: Absolutely, but it's. Um, far, I think with feminism, okay, with anything, with anything, if you take it to the extreme, you become a twat, and that certainly is true of feminism. I think.
1: Well, you yeah, get, you, I mean. You get the,
0: the twatty things. If you go extreme, you're a twat. That's, that's looking any Any ab-
1: absolute system, probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could call them totalitarian. You could you just call them twats.
0: Yeah, twats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, just get, you know, if you get a bit twatty, right. you go, oh, you mustn't be doing this, yeah. you mustn't wear that... Because that's oppressive to women. It's like, right. oh, no, well, that's... once you I mean, start changing somebody territory.
1: else's, yeah, yeah, like, choices on life or whatever, yes. their stuff, absolutely, I fully agree mm. with that. Stuff. But
0: then, but because then, you could get to a point where you're second-guessing everything you do, because you're thinking, oh, but I'm only doing this because the patriarchy of brainwashed me. Right. Yes, but shit, but I like it.
1: Oh, no. Well, that's really hard to find, though. It is. Like, why, like, it's always hard to completely separate, like... Mm. like am I messy because I'm a man or am I messy? Yeah, Cause yeah. I'm naturally messy. And, mm. and and if we had equality would, would me and the messy women hang out in the messy place and all of those tidy people <laughs> go off to the fucking I'd be there. tidy place. Yeah, right. It's, place. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, it's like, that's what I mean. It's like, it's always so hard to unpack, unpick mm. these things. Like, am I enjoying this movie because of the male gaze yes. or am I just enjoying this movie? Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so hard to, to unpick that stuff, mm. but it's, it's good to try. And I guess we've enjoyment. slightly been trying that today. Yes, yes. Um, the last question that I ask people mm. is, do you have anything to plug? Which is, Do I have I anything guess, to yeah.
0: plug? I'm starting gigging again. Like I said, I've been hibernating since the 12th of November, which was my last variety show. Because I run variety shows at Dirty Dicks right. once a month. My next show is on the 25th of February okay. at Dirty Dicks.
1: Wow, we're in competition.
0: Oh, no, you've got an event no, no, tw- no, I'm
1: 28th. Oh, uh, so yes, I'm, right, I'm 25th.
0: Wicked. Oh, brilliant. I'm glad. So I'll try and
1: put this out the week before that, and then we can advertise both of our shows, I guess. Oh, yes. That'd
0: be lovely. Yeah, I I haven't... um, Obviously, I've just got back from honeymoon, so I haven't actually started working on the show yet. Uh, But the last three shows that we did, we had a successful run of three, where we had September was sci-fi theme, uh, the October one was biblical... And then November was Unisex Hen Party, which was basically my hen party in a show. I had Louisa Omelan um, headline. It was a Nadia Camille. It was absolutely bloody awesome.
1: She's amazing. Um, so.
0: she's, yeah, she's great. She did a smear rap. She's a good old friend of mine, actually. She's fantastic. And I made period jokes compulsory, so all the audience had to write period jokes, because really? a lot of the time women get told not to, to say period jokes, which yeah. is obviously bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, every every month there's a different theme, and it's always quite eccentric and novel and fun and always full of fantastic comedians so i don't have a theme for the 25th of february yet because my brain has been so in wedding mode but i'm getting back into comedy this week and a theme will be a theme will be emerging soon so check facebook check we are funny variety on facebook
1: that's right and um yeah, I mean, and it's a dirty dicks, isn't it? It's a dirty Which dicks with a, the We Are Funny a project. A pub in near Liverpool, Liverpool Street Station. Yes, where, where in fact my writing group meets weirdly. Lovely. Um, so yeah, so pub. I think sometimes I, I do writing group above, uh, like I don't know. I think We Are Funny sometimes just happening at the bottom of the oh, pub yeah, when I'm yeah, at the top yeah. of the We're pub the doing top. my writing. Group. Oh, it's a lovely pub. But yeah, so yeah, and so uh, that, it's been a real pleasure like getting better at Thank you. I, mean, I know you didn't know what much. to expect before we started <laughs> yeah. I mean how did you, did you has it been a pleasant experience it's been or... very pleasant Good. yeah
0: I mean I've, yeah I, I sort of I get very excited and I say stuff like I bring up lots of questions that never kind of find the answers Uh, you've inspired me to maybe keep getting my tits out, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I don't know. Right.
1: Well, yeah. I hope, yeah. Mm. I feel bad now that you said it was your New Year's resolution, though. Because I feel like I've, like, reversed the New Year's resolution. Is that okay? Yeah, I think it probably is okay. I feel like sometimes New Year's resolutions can be, like... Uh, can be rubbish, yeah, yeah, and then they can really mess up. Like you, you know, you you go right. I'm going to do this thing, and then mm. it's just too much pressure. So yeah, it's yes. good to subvert that and change it. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Sure.
0: and yeah, it's good to <laughs> to make me think a bit more and discuss the, the
1: the issues going on in my brain. Well, yeah, but you've made it. I mean, you've, you know, it's been a mutual a mutual you think discussion. More, yes. Eve. Yes, that's a, that's and maybe not finding, sentence. maybe
0: not finding the answers, but uh, discovering that that there are lots, lots of questions right.
1: around. Yeah, there are a lot yes. of questions around. Yes. The last thing I ask my guests to do is to mm. say goodbye to the audience. Oh,
0: oh goodness me! I suddenly remembered that you were there. Um, <laughs> to the viewers at home, I call people viewers, even though you're not, you're, you're listeners, um, because obviously I'm a sign language interpreter, so I'm used to working in in visual format. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the recorder as if you 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 all live in there. As if you're all little tiny oh, they people. Do. Yeah, they do. They do. Oh, um, I really hope you're having a lovely evening or day. I don't know what time this, this goes out. I really hope that you've enjoyed listening to us and I look forward to meeting you. Um, buy me a drink if you meet me because I, I like drinking. I wow. know I just kissed you. Bye. Bye.
1: As Siobhan said, her next We Are Funny variety show is on the 25th of February at. Dirty Dicks from 7.30 and the theme of that one is Funky Funky Disco. The next stand-up tragedy is going to be on Saturday the 28th of February at the Hackney Attic. The theme of that night is Tragic Winter. The performances end at 10.30 with a tragic sing-along. I think this time we're going to be singing along as an audience to the song let it go from frozen and then if you want to stay late into the night you can and show off your tragic dance moves dancing to some tragic dance tunes and talking of things coming up the getting better acquainted 200 season is coming your way very soon this is episode 96 so we go up to 99 and then we have five days Dedicated to celebrating 200 episodes of Getting Better Acquainted. It's going to be a five parter. In each part, the guest will be me. The person interviewing me will be a different person. There's been over 200 episodes already, but I number it in a funny way sometimes. And so the 200th season is a kind of false celebration, but a celebration, nevertheless, of something I'm very happy to be celebrating. You can find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter, at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook, or you can find it on the website, www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk. You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way. There are lots of ways to get better acquainted.